You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. Back on September 24th, it was announced that a new item from Zoom, the PodTrack P8, is going to be available, and it's a podcast recorder similar to the Rodecaster Pro. It was available either in October or November, I'm honestly not sure which. Now, I've purchased one from Zounds for this very podcast. Today, I'm going over my first impressions on this episode, recorded on the PodTrack V8. The first one done in this for Joey's Totally Tech. Hello everyone, it's Joey Cagle, and Antonio can't be on this episode tonight, but guess who's back for this episode? Hey, it's Lisa, the fiancé. Yeah, Lisa, the fiancé. So, as I've mentioned uh, previ- on a previous episode, I asked her to marry me, she said yes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I have the applause on here somewhere, but I can't remember where it is right now, it's a preset. Uh, But, yes, we're going to be talking about uh, my first impressions of the PodTrack P8. Uh, First, Lisa, um, give us an update on your life, if you'd like. uh, Anything you'd want to share. Oh, sure. Um, Well, I've been going to school as of this past January. I started... um, studying for my master of social work msw and um so with that uh, for those of you who might not know what social work is um it's essentially assisting people with getting in touch with resources and that i mean that would be any kind of resource um specifically perhaps people who have disabilities um people who are living in poverty, um, you know, people who just, you know, need assistance in really pretty much any way. Um, so that's something I'm going to be doing uh, for the next few years. And I'm continuing my work with the disabilities population now with direct support. And, um, so that's what I've been doing. It's just one class at a time with Winthrop University. Yay, Winthrop. Go Eagles. Awesome. And um, it's online. Um, and it is um, one class every seven weeks. So it's, you know, pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's going really well so far. I'm only in my second class. But awesome. I think it'll be going really well for the whole time. Yeah, being a tech podcast, I mean doing online classes, even though you're not focusing on tech, the tech is relevant. How would you describe or um, what do you think of online classes versus like a traditional classroom setting? Well, um, online classes, they can seem a little impersonal at first. Um, I have done another online program before and it's, 
it, it is different. Um, at first, you may feel a little disconnected from your fellow students and your professor, but this program and, you know, the previous program I've done, too, I, I've done a I've also done a um, human services graduate program. But, um, you know, the professor is very um, accessible to you. They make sure that you can reach out to them, ask them questions. They are very responsive. Um, we also get to collaborate with our classmates via discussion boards. So, you know, there are opportunities to talk with your classmates and to learn from one another like you would in the classroom. Nice, nice. Of course, I noticed you mentioned it uh, feels disconnected at first. I imagine a lot of people have felt this way with the COVID-19 pandemic, yes. working from home or whatnot. So let's get to it, though. We're going to talk about uh, my first impressions of the PodTrack P8 podcast recorder. <laughs> So to be clear, this is not meant to be a full review. I'm going to do that in a few weeks because I want to uh, actually use this for several episodes to get a good idea of what I should tell you in the review. That makes sense, right, Lisa? Yes. Yeah. Lisa's eating um, ice cream, which I might have some later myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. You didn't have to tell them that. <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Y'all don't mind if she eats ice cream, right? I, I don't mind. It's my podcast, and I told her she could. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so we basically need to give this device some usage. Um, MSRP for this device is $499. That's $100 less than the competing uh, Rodecaster Pro which I guess for a couple of years now has been a really popular item for podcasters. I actually thought about uh, getting one for a little while, but I decided on the Zoom PodTrack P8 because I've been happy with these Zoom microphones. And, you know, (laughs) I think they make really good stuff. Uh, Zoom is actually another popular brand for... uh, podcasters as well they make uh, field recorders and handheld podcast recorders they've got the zoom podtrack p4 which has been pretty popular that goes for two hundred dollars not as featureful as this um, but yeah by the way i should mention this is not the same zoom that uh is the um the telecommunications app that you use for communicating or classes or whatever. That you was know? my question yes. to him yesterday, I believe. Yeah, different company, actually. This company makes uh, audio hardware. So um, as far as the build quality goes, I think my first impressions, I think it's different from a lot of others. So I've heard a lot of people complain about the build quality that they thought it felt a bit cheap. In my opinion, it doesn't feel cheap. It is plasticky. It doesn't look cheap. Yeah. I I don't feel like it's built cheap, though. But that is the opinion of some others. Not my opinion. Um, I don't feel like it's going to break easily. 
Um, it's probably not as sturdy as the Roadcaster Pro. I think that's probably more like metal. I, I haven't used a Roadcaster Pro myself, but from what I've seen, that looks pretty metallic to me. It works just fine. You know, don't drop it, but, you know, um, hopefully there'll be a carrying case available for this soon. And if you do go on the road with something like this, you'll be fine with a carrying case. Off the bat, the first con, it doesn't come with a USB-C cable to attach to your computer, phone, or tablet. So, you know what I had to do the other night after Taekwondo class, right? Are you asking me? Oh, you remember? Oh, you don't remember what I went to Target for? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. the SD card. Well, no, the I got the SD card uh, last weekend, but I had to go after Taekwondo class to get a USB-C cable, oh, as well as some I'm milk. Sorry, I forgot about <laughs> no, that. No, no, it's all right. <laughs> You've got a lot going on, so I do. I, I don't blame you. This has a uh, six L uh, XLR input or mic inputs, so you use XLR mics just like you would on any other mixer. Phones and computers can be connected to the six channel via USB, and there's a six channel or the switch uh, six channel rather has a switch where you can switch between a dynamic mic, condenser mic or whatever you have connected via USB. Right now I've got the computer connected via USB, but I don't have that on air. One thing I did not mention in my notes here is there's these uh, on air buttons. So if I uh, turn you off, we can still hear you in our mics, or I mean on mm -hmm. our headphones rather, but it will not record to the SD card when I don't have you on air. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it kind of works as a mute button. Actually, while Lisa was talking earlier, I had to cough, so I went off air. You probably, I don't know if it picked up on her mic or not. I hope it didn't, but even if it did, it probably wasn't that loud. But, yes, six channel you could use for either an XLR mic or whatever you have connected via USB. There's an optional BTA2 Bluetooth adapter, which is sold separately. That sets you back for another $50, so you can connect a phone via Bluetooth that way or any other device. That's a great way of, if you're not connected to a computer but you've got a smartphone, you could have a podcast guest call in on the smartphone. You can take calls. If you're doing a live stream, you know, do live calls. That's a pretty amazing thing to do, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, really cool feature. I might play around with that on um, with uh, OBS Studio and Facebook at some point. I, I was thinking about doing a live stream last night, but I just didn't do it. Um, but, you know, maybe this weekend I'll get around to doing that if I've got time. Depends on if I have this all edited, and hopefully, I mean, this has features that hopefully will speed up the editing process a bit for me, so. Um, and you know, that's been taking quite a bit of time sometimes, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the, my favorite features about this, and the Roadcaster Pro has uh, sound pad buttons as well. This has nine of those buttons. They could be pre-programmed. 
like we've got this stinger here. So I don't have to add that in and editing anymore. I just hit the button right as we're doing the recording, which is fantastic. That's really cool. Yes, you have four banks available that um, can have nine wave files at each bank. So, um, of course, nine wave files, nine buttons. Uh, you want to keep in mind this device. You can uh, put MP3s on your SD card. However, in order for you to use it, it, the device is going to convert it to a WAV file, which are larger files. If I were doing it at Audacity, I could just put it in MP3 file. Audacity brings it in, no problem. But this is going to convert to an uncompressed uh, WAV file, just so you know. That's going to take up more space on the SD card, unfortunately. So get yourself a decent size SD card if you're going to uh, record to that. Inputs are actually color-coded, so you have like uh, different colors for each input. Um, I don't know how well you can see this, Lisa, but like... I just see the blue button. Yeah. Channel 1 is red. Uh, I think yours is like orangish or something. I can't remember. I can't really tell because the lighting's kind of weird. Three is yellow, and that matches up with the headphone outputs there. Oh, okay, I see. So, that's yes. really cool. Yeah, that's uh, that might make it easy for some. Not everyone cares about that. But, you know, it's cool if that helps you out. So we're going to take a quick little ad break, and then we're going to talk about more features of this. Do you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today.
And we're back. I hope you enjoyed this episode so far. Uh, we're talking about the PodTrack P8 from Zoom. This is a great option for going on the road. It can be powered by four AA batteries. Wow, that's yes. great. So um, if you get your regular Duracell or Energizer batteries or um, any generic batteries from like Target or Walmart, wherever, it's going to last you two hours. That's your alkaline batteries with the Phantom Power off. Phantom Power, by the way, is additional power that's uh, needed to power some uh, condenser mics. Um, so keep that in mind. If you have Phantom Power on, you're probably going to use up your battery life a bit more. Um, it'll last three and a half hours with uh, nickel metal hydride batteries. Again, with Phantom Power off. I've got uh, four uh, lithium ion batteries that I could actually recharge via USB-C. It will last six and a half hours on these. Wow, that's really cool. So, um, this thing comes with an AC adapter. I'm actually not using the AC adapter on this. Because I am powering it uh, via USB or USB-C. I've got it connected to the computer right now. So, I don't need the AC adapter for what I'm doing at the moment which is uh, really cool. That's one less cable I have to worry about right now. And he has a lot of cables. I do. I've got to do some cable management <laughs> for sure. Um, so that's really nice. It records to SD card, as I mentioned earlier. Um, it can record to an SDHC card up to 32 gigabytes of capacity or an SDXC card up to 512 gigabytes of uh, capacity. Uh, four gigabytes will yield over three hours of 60-bit uh, 44.1 kilohertz 4-channel recording using a BWF-compliant WAV format. Again, that's uncompressed audio, so it takes up more space. But, you know, if you're going to uh, record uh, three hours, you know, a smaller SD card might be fine. Just be sure to uh, get everything off the SD card before your next recording. So, um, I purchased a 256 gigabyte uh, SDXC micro SD card uh, with an SD card adapter in case I needed to transfer the files to something that uses micro SD cards like a phone or tablet or whatnot. That was uh, about another $50 there. So, I think, you know, if you get that size SD card plus uh, the BTA2 adapter, you're paying as much as the Rodecaster Pro anyway. So, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, so, you have any comments about it so far, Lisa? I think it's really great. Okay. I don't know that much about it. I, I'm sorry. No. If you guys know, I'm not really a tech person yeah, at she's all. Not, she's not a tech person, but hopefully uh, this will make uh, the production uh, quite a bit easier. She's liking the sound pads, I think. Yes. <laughs> it, they're, they sound really great. Yes. Uh, the sound on this is pretty good, too, with our Zoom headphones there. 
I, I just lost my place in the notes because I am clumsy. <laughs> so, but I found where I am. It can be uh, used also as a two-in, two-out USB 2.0 audio interface with your computer or mobile device. Um, now, this is also another con, two-in, two-out, which basically means um, one stereo channel is going to your uh, computer or tablet, wherever you have your digital audio workstation. Um, this is somewhat negated by the fact that this actually saves individual tracks from each channel to a WAV file on the SD card. So then all you have to do if you need to edit individual tracks in the multi-track editor, just move those WAV files there, import it in, and you can edit those individual tracks, which is no problem. Um, that means you will have to buy the SD card to do that. So if you just want to, or if you want to do multi-track recording without the SD card, to your computer, uh, you can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> um, this was also the case with the Roadcaster Pro when that first came out, though. A firmware update uh, later on made it possible to do true multi-track recording via USB. We'll have to see what firmware updates Zoom has in store for this. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because we can add uh, new features. Now, Lisa, have I told you my hate for touch screens? Yes. Yeah. Um, where I work, we're on registers that use touch screens, and I cannot stand them. I hit the pay button, and it doesn't want to respond. Mm -hmm. um, I accidentally hit something. I've got to say, with this touch screen so far, I've not had that problem. That's great. Yeah. If I hit something, I hit exactly what I want. Um, you know, I've got to scroll through the files to like, uh, see well, what I'm selecting. And if I'm deleting files, you know, scrolling like on, on a phone, for example, if you have to scroll through files when you're deleting, you could accidentally s delete a file that you didn't want to, you know? Yeah. Doesn't happen with this. I could scroll there and it doesn't select a file. I had to tap to select it, and, you know, that's great, because I don't have accidental selection when scrolling. I like that. That's really great. And if you have large hands, it yes. probably won't affect um, your usage either, will yeah. it? Um, well, I've got big fingers, so, you know. That's why that, I was asking. That, yeah, that, that can make touchscreens difficult as well. Mm -hmm. Um Let's see. Uh, so the touchscreen is excellent. Um, I should talk about when you first boot the device. When you first boot it, it goes through uh, setting up the language first. You've got English, French, German, Spanish, Italian, or Japanese. So it's set up for those languages. If you speak a different language, uh, I'm sorry. But I assume most of you are speaking English because you're listening to an English-speaking podcast. Unless <laughs> so. somehow they're, it's translated. Yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of Dub. anyone doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But hey. uh, mic setup is easy. Uh, let's see. I have my mic uh, plugged in when I turned it on. Um, 
it's got a screen with like uh, three diff or three or four different things to turn on. The first they're connected. The first two are connected. You've got the limiter and low cut, and you turn both of those on, and there's a slider between min and max. Uh, you can change the tone between bass and treble with a similar slider, and turn on the compressor and deesser. Um, that's also shifted from uh, min to max. This is both a pro and a con. It's a pro for the new user who doesn't really understand more advanced settings, who just wants something set to where they want it, you know, and leave it, you know? Mm -hmm. That sounds it, like something for me. Yeah, it's easy to adjust, but then there's the con for someone who is uh, wanting more precise settings. It's like you want to uh, change the attack, for example. Well, there's no way to do that. Um, other things that, uh, for compressor settings, you know. You can't do that, unfortunately. I'd like to see an option on here, um, and they could do that in a future firmware update, where you could switch to an advanced mode. Um, if I remember correctly, the Roadcaster Pro has this option now. Again, that could be done in a future firmware update. Um, when you're connected via USB, um, there's an easy uh, mix minus feature when you're connected to a computer or tablet. So one common problem when you have a guest or someone calling in via Skype or Zoom or on the phone, they'll hear an echo, uh, the guest will hear an echo of themselves and it can be distracting. Very distracting. That's yes. happened to me before. Yeah. Well, that wasn't even with when, calling in. <laughs> well, when I was right here in person in the apartment and right. um, it was on an earlier podcast and listening back to it, I feel like I sounded drunk Yeah, because that, it was very, very distracting. Right. Yeah. That was more of a problem. We were using a OBS studio and, um, and it's blue snowballs. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. It's live monitoring isn't as good as hardware live monitoring. It's not really live. There's some latency there, which is really not good. No. But, um, yeah, what's happening with the guest calling in on a computer or a tablet or whatever, that's a little bit different of a problem, but same effect. So Mix Minus eliminates that, so you don't have any of that echo. Um, there's a built-in audio editor, and I played around with the audio editor. Uh, the basic functionality is not bad. Um, if your recording isn't too complex and there's, uh, there aren't too many errors to edit out, you can totally create a finished episode without going to Audacity or whatever uh, digital audio workstation you're using. So you used to use Audacity, correct? I still use Audacity. Oh, I didn't and, really still used it. Yes. I haven't I, been involved in the podcast in yeah. a while. So <laughs> yeah. I and, apologize. I don't want you guys to think that I um, do not care. I do. However, yeah. I have not been involved in the podcast in a long time. Right. Yeah. Well, it's understandable. She does care. Um, but yeah, Audacity is still being used. But um I'll probably still use it because there might be times where editing might 
need to be a bit uh, more complex than what the editor on here can do. Uh, the editor on here can uh, cut, trim, fade in, fade out, add background music, and uh, do loudness normalization right within the editor. So, you know, that's uh, really cool if you don't need to do a heavy amount of editing. Um, you could also convert to MP3 right in the editor. Um, you can add uh, to the sound pad banks right from the editor. Or you could delete the file in the editor. So um, some of you may be wondering about uh, powering something like a Shure SM7B microphone. Um, I personally don't have one. However, I've seen tests on this. This thing will power gain-hungry microphones like the Shure SM7B. It goes up to 70 decibels on the mic it puts. What is a gain-hungry microphone? A gain-hungry microphone, it just needs uh, quite a bit more uh, gain to actually have the microphone pick up. You mean noise? Uh, gain is like the amount of sound that the microphone picks up. You can think of it like volume. Okay. Yeah. But uh, something like the Shure SM7B just requires the gain to be up higher. And some mixers may not have the ability to do that without adding something like a cloud filter or whatnot. Okay. So, um, yeah. So this, you won't need to do that. You've got enough gain to power a Shure SM7B. Shure SM7B, by the way, is the microphone that Michael Jackson used to record Thriller. Wow. Yeah. That's some cool trivia there. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. The file manager. Um, It's not the... The icon for it is not the most intuitive, honestly. You'd probably think it would be a folder icon on the file or a file cabinet or something like that. And you'd be wrong. Uh, the mic icon in the top left-hand corner of the mixer screen is actually the icon for the file manager. I would not have... Well, I figured it out, but it wasn't obvious, you know? Yeah. So that probably that's, wouldn't have been obvious to me either. Yeah, that, that's another con. Um, but, you know, it's, once I figured it out, it wasn't a big deal. Um, another thing about the file manager. Um, I don't think, it, from what I saw, it doesn't do directories or folders. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I tried uh, bringing in files uh, into directories. I, and... I've got to try it again because I'm not totally sure, but apparently the first time I uh, was trying it in a folder, it didn't copy all the files over from my computer. I don't know what went wrong there. Oh, no. Yeah. So they just um, only uh, one and a half files made it over with that transfer, and I guess it got disconnected before it was really done. Oh, whoops. Um, but... It doesn't display folders, it just displays files. Oh, okay. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Um, overall, though, despite the cons, I'm really impressed with the device so far. It's $100 cheaper than the Rodecaster Pro, but, uh, again, if you get the Bluetooth adapter and a decent uh, size SD card, 
you're probably going to be paying at least the same price, if not more, than the Rodecaster Pro. I think the Rodecaster Pro has it beat in some of the settings that you could do on individual microphones, but this could totally change with a firmware update from Zoom. Um, my expectations for this hardware, uh, just to report, I'm losing my ability to talk, I'm sorry. <laughs> my expectations are to reduce the production and editing time, maybe make it easier to produce more content as well. Hopefully, you know, I might end up doing the news and commentary again if I am able to reduce the production and editing time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So... So yeah, that's something that uh, I hope will happen doing this. That's one of my uh, hopes and goals for this. <laughs> so, yeah. do you have any questions about this? I don't think so. Yeah. But let's ask Tuna. <laughs> Tuna's our cat, by the way. If you don't know, he yeah is. I don't think he does either. Yeah, Tuna has no questions. All right. And Except so, for how to get outside. How to get outside. Yes, he likes to sneak outside. Well, I've been Joey Cagle. I'm Lisa Irving. And thank you for listening to Joey's Totally Tech. We will catch you next time. Before we go, by the way, I'd like to thank our exclusive subscribers, Laura Lassiter and Beth Warhan, for supporting this uh, podcast. You're considered executive producers of the podcast. If you want to support this podcast for as little as $5 per month, visit joeystollytech.com slash exclusive.